Welcome back to the Solution Focus Toolkit Podcast. My name is Michael Dawson from the Action Factory. And if you're listening to this now or a regular listener, then I beg to wager that you have got one of the greatest jobs in the world. Now, I say that because usually that's what our clients do. That is that you are in the care profession and you get to help people improve their lives. So if that sounds like your kind of thing, then you're in the right place. We are the Action Factory and our mission is to make the solution-focused approach the standard in the care business. So whether you're new to the approach or maybe you have experience with this incredible model, then you are in the right place. Our goal is to take this powerful way of working with people out of the therapy room and use its incredible success and power in your workplace. So if you're not subscribed, I've got two things to say to you. Firstly, uh, I'll still be here talking to myself when you drop by, as you already know, because thousands of our listeners actually aren't subscribed. Um, but um, the reason being, of course, that this podcast helps me to kind of pull my own thoughts together. Um, but secondly, if you do happen to subscribe and I'm, I'm working on some free training that you will be able to access through this podcast only, it's audio training, can't wait to um, for you to see that as we pull that together, you'll be able to listen to that on the way to work in the car or, or whatever it is, mowing the lawn, etc. And I want to make it really, really useful for you and absolutely free. Um, so in the meantime, do stay tuned till the end of the show and find out how you can get your free copy of the Solution Focus Toolkit, which is 92-page ebook full of gorgeous um, solution-focused wisdom and the amazing launch offer for our individual toolkit training. Maybe should call that tool bag. Uh, individual tool bag. It's kind of a individual training. People wanted something more affordable, more succinct, two and a half hours of video, and it's got a lot of the content from the actual team training, so I think you're, you're really going to love that. So, down to business. Um, okay, today I wanted to drift outside of kind of the core solution focus model to visit kind of other disciplines and see how they compare to the accepted practice of the solution focused approach. It's something I do a hell of a lot. I might be listening to the news or reading a book or even listening to someone successful talk about how they did it. And very often I have these kind of aha moments when I see the similarities. Uh, uh, these are really important to me and probably to you as well. Poli particularly as, you know, we don't have a client in the room being therapied. You don't. You know, you don't. People that do our training are teachers and um, social care workers, etc. So as a care professional, you aren't out there looking for problems. You know, you, uh, our, our clients are just doing what they do. And along with that, they're hoping to kind of improve clients' lives just like you are. And that could be a teenager in care with problems on home visits or students struggling with the growth years, etc., etc. You know, because you get those problems every other day. So... If we open up and look around, you know, we start to see what I call solution bias. It's a name I made up for my geeky love of this model. And I see it turning up all over the place. And when you see the world through kind of a solution-focused lens like I do, you see it everywhere. So I thought it'd be fun to kind of talk about one of those examples. And I was reading this book, uh, this book yesterday. It's called The Power of the uh, Subconscious Mind by John Murphy. Now, it was first published in 1963, but it's still available in you know, various forms across the internet. And it's it sold millions of copies worldwide. It's regarded as one of the earliest and best self-help books out there. So, 
In the book, Dr. Murphy talks in a very matter-of-fact way about our subconscious mind's ability to bring us kind of wealth, success, bodily health. It's all very old and its tone matches its age. But one particular piece of text caught my eye. So in it, and, and this is consistent throughout the book, to be fair, is the idea of repetition, to want something and to say the words every day for a number of days. And in the book, he claims the thing you will bring itself to your life. The thing will bring itself into your life. The book predates The Secret by decades by Rhonda Byrne, if you've ever read that. However, having read a lot of books on this subject, I can see that this is a common thread. And I thought it was interesting. Now, uh, the repetition thing is not a discipline I've ever grasped or given a goal, but I would like to say that I think there could be uh, something in it to say the words out loud. Regardless of that, he, he went on to say that by repetition, we are able to change our brain's chemistry and send that message to our subconscious mind and in turn create a kind of positive affirmation that sweeps into the mind because our mind is... Our subconscious mind is our kind of compass of how we go through life. So this might not be as kooky as it sounds after all. You know, it isn't, isn't it? I just think it's what we do anyway. You know, we just do it by accident. That's the difference. So, you know, you dread Monday mornings and bingo, you get to Monday morning and the dread kind of hits you. We kind of program ourselves. But still, that's kind of for another day. But while I was reading the book, something really hit me and... I thought, to say out loud the positive thing we want, okay, so that's what we're doing with our clients when we use the miracle question. Do you agree? Yeah? This is, in fact, a form of miracle question. The only difference being that it's repeated out loud daily and, more importantly, in the present tense. But, um, so that is, you know, present tense being that if you have it already. So bear with me here. So let's keep those beliefs to one side and we can pick them up later. Instead, I wondered if we could learn anything here. And I think we can. So what could we gain in our dealings with clients by looking at this idea? So firstly, we might remind ourselves of the textbook miracle question. And in our professional training, we work with you to reword this in a form that works for you. But for now, let's stay kind of therapy room textbook so whatever your problem might be i often say to people you know maybe it's decorating the back bedroom you've never got around to it etc but um my question is if you were to go home tonight and go to sleep and while you were sleeping a miracle happened and when you wake up the issue that brought you here goes away the thing is that you don't don't know it went away and as you pass through your day tomorrow what would tell you things are different what external signs would give away the fact that your problem has gone or the issue has been resolved? Okay, so that's pretty much it for a therapist as a question. Now, for our clients, there's a different angle on this question. After all, there has to be. So are you going to try slipping that into a conversation at a youth club? <laughs> no, me neither. So instead, when we do our training with you, we speak more about what the question actually is. What are you actually saying okay so for one uh, we say that it clearly leaps to the answer there are no obstacles to overcome do, do you get what i mean so if you ask that question you've done away with all obstacles so if you get on with the kids then the idea of how that could happen is kind of stripped away 
It's an imaginary kind of superhighway, a time warp straight to the solution. And that is a great place to be. And secondly, and more relevant to this discussion, is that we can now kind of wallow in the joy of that imagined future. We can break it down into detail. So if you've ever had a few drinks while discussing the latest lottery winner who's won $150 million, then what you'd all do first, which car or house you'd buy, who you'd give your money to, which charities and family members, and that conversation can be really good fun and really uplifting. So if we take all this and the miracle question back to Dr. Murphy's book, then he's asking us to do a few things. Firstly, he's asking us to physically say the words out loud. Now, that's something um, that we ask or force the client to do anyway in either a therapy session or in one of your working sessions with a client. He's then asking us um, to repeat this on a daily basis. Now, this we don't do. So it's not feasible to have any kind of kind of therapeutic input on a daily basis, although I believe it would be quite powerful. But uh, would it be an argument for decreasing the gap between sessions? You know, in our therapy rooms, it was natural to think of a week as being a reasonable uh, time period. But what if it was three days? Uh, what if it was more intense, a little bit closer? And that way we're repeating our so-called kind of affirmation if that's what you want to call it, more. But for you as professionals, then you might see your clients almost daily in school, children's homes, all that kind of thing. So remember that you are with your client more times than any kind of therapist. And you're not out there looking for problems at all. You're just with them. And it's about reliving those you know, positive aspects for the client. And thirdly, he says we should speak in the present tense. Now, I think that is powerful as well uh, and it is possible for you with your clients uh, you know if we can help them to constantly see that they are even closer to the miracle day um, and so highlight those changes in the now um, so we can speak present tense as a teacher you can talk uh, about that kind of miracle situation on a daily basis as if it's happening right now not that we're waiting for it to happen when you improve when you reach that when you get that it's happening now i think that's quite uh, powerful if you're a social worker or any of those care professions so i was in many of your professions over the years so say as an example as a residential care worker with teenagers so in some instances i would be in contact with them six days a week if you're a teacher maybe five days a week and so on so let's think about molding those ideas together if we can compare the affirmation with a miracle question if we naturally have contact with our clients on an almost daily basis then this would be a brilliant opportunity um, that a sit-down therapist would seldom get bear in mind we're not hunting for problems to solve we're just trying to improve our clients lives so, but we can bring the miracle into the client's lives on a daily basis. Now, it's true that our training in the solution-focused approach runs much deeper than a single tool, but I find time and time again that our clients, our frontline workers, our teachers and care workers have much more client influence. Um, 
And add to this, as we often say, you don't need problems to be a solution-focused worker or team. You simply want to improve the lives of your clients. So in reality, how could we make this work? So if you have discussed a miracle solution already, then it's going to be a case of simply bringing it back into the conversation daily, of pointing out those 7 out of 10, 8 out of 10 days. For you as a worker to nudge the miracle kind of into the conversation and highlight how they are doing and how they are closer. And I stress the word are because we talk in the present tense. So we shift the solution into the present tense. You know, now that you're drinking much less, now that you're drinking much less X, Y, and Z, I've noticed that, you know, uh, rather than saying, you know, would it be better if you drank less, you're now saying, I've noticed now that you're drinking less that X, Y, and Z. Using the language of now to really empower your clients. And finally, getting the words out loud from the client. Tell me again. What was it you said yesterday? Tell me what you said yesterday about da-da-da-da-da. So remember, we're not in a therapy room. You are just trying to make things better. So in summary, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this idea that, uh, you know, whenever the opportunity arises, we can be the vehicle for that kind of semi-manifestation. We increase belief in our clients and themselves. Now, I know a lot of what I've talked about today leaves out the other tools and the things we discuss in our training. But as a principle, I'd say, at the very least, the solution-focused approach to your work is in alignment with the idea of kind of repetition of anything positive in a client's life and to look at what we want rather than what we don't want. And in it all lies a lesson for us all, I suppose. If you don't want to sit daily repeating manifestations, then at the very least, let your words and actions sway towards the positive. So when you see your clients today, take the opportunity to steer the conversation back to the miracles you helped create. And they'll leave your company feeling uplifted and better. And they might not even always know why, because as we say, you know, sometimes it leaves no footprints so there you go uh, thanks for listening i look forward to hearing your comments please let me know your thoughts and if the mood takes you then please click subscribe to watch out for our totally free training sessions it goes without saying that subscribing is the only language that machines know so <laughs> whether this podcast is of any use to you uh, even though thousands of our listeners are not subscribed um, this has been the Solution Focus Toolkit, and I am still Michael Dawson from the Action Factory. Uh, I wrote a 92-page book of the same name to accompany our training. Lots of people find it really useful in their work and understanding of how they can bring this approach kind of into their working lives. It's now available free by visiting theactionfactory.com. There's a pop-up on the site, and also you'll, you'll find it on the book page. It's a kind of direct link, so pop over there. Uh, there'll be links around this podcast as well. Secondly, um, we recently took our full team training and turned it into a course that can be useful to individuals and affordable to individuals like yourself who want to just expand their knowledge of the solution-focused approach in their work. So at the time of recording this, the launch price is still available, the free ebook and over two hours of video training for under... 25 quid. So there you go. That's a bargain. All the links are around here somewhere. Thanks for listening and please subscribe if you wish. If not, then have no fear. I will still be here talking to myself on a regular basis regardless. 
I'm going to be speaking again to you soon. My name is Mike Dawson. This is the Acton Factory. See you soon. Thank you.